Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Ravens practice squad's press conference, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Good news, Jana does Brian Speck in the league. Well, actually, he's and on the I squad, and I but... might be rid of Andy Dalton. So, I mean, <laughs> here we are. Oh, I, I'm not oh. so sure that um, that. Uh, Ben DiNucci counts as an upgrade, but I guess uh, maybe Garrett Gilbert will get a shot. Or... I'm not sure he's an upgrade, but I don't know if he's a downgrade either. We might just be treading water at this point. Why haven't they traded for Ryan Fitzpatrick yet? I don't know. I'm hoping they're just waiting for him to pass a physical or something. And I also would like to maybe see C.J. Beathard walk through that door. But, you know, there's both still time. It's still early. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm oh, going to be true. greedy here. Might as well. All is not lost in the <laughs> NFC East. They're, they're definitely still in the thick of things. Despite uh, of that yeah, yeah. against the Washington football team. Yeah, it's ugly. It's a I for those of you who are new to the show, I live right outside of DC, and it's it's not a great place to be for me currently. <laughs> oh, it's there's a lot of gloating going on down here. These Washington football fans have very little to get excited about, and this really just was like the icing on the cake for them. Yeah, well, um, the, the gloating yeah. may continue. I know you also have roots in the Philadelphia area, and they're probably going to get there. Oh, no. It's, it's a bad the, stretch for me here. It really is. <laughs> a lot of good happening. Well, at least you won't peace too soon. That'll be the good news, I guess. Yeah. So I've got I've got that going for me, if nothing else, you know. So. <laughs> um. Well, we, as we've alluded to, there's certainly some action coming up this week in the games. Uh, as always, we're here for you for a full hour from 8.30, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Tuesday night, of course, as long as COVID doesn't mess up our schedule, which, fingers crossed, we will continue to be on track here. Uh, we have a, a whole lot to get through. There are quite a few injuries. Surprise, surprise this week. And we also have four teams on by as well. So we've got a lot of holes to fill. So we've got everything from game predictions, including scores, all that good stuff, arguing the whole thing, who to start, who to sit, waiver wire, uh, pickup suggestions. Oh, that's a mouthful. Daily fantasy picks, injuries, uh, and of course, you know, whatever else we find along the way. But if you can't get enough of, of us in an hour, hopefully I'm going to be able to talk through this, uh, which I'm sure you can't. You can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four TH and inches show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who there. And you can always, if you miss an episode or you're just looking for something to keep you company on a long car ride, you can always find previous episodes uh, anywhere you uh, find your favorite podcast as well as on Blog Talk Radio on our show page there. Uh, we should probably just get right into it. Like I said, there are four teams on by this week, uh, Arizona, Houston, Jacksonville, and the aforementioned Washington football team. Uh, obviously, I can't really extol the, the uh, virtues of Gardner Minshew this week, so you guys are just going to have to settle for Nick Foles. We'll get there in a little while. <laughs> um, unfortunately, a lot of big-name injuries this week, uh, so we're going to have some holes to fill. One bit of good news, though, uh, the Washington football team coach, Ron Rivera, completed his last cancer treatment on Monday. Uh, didn't miss any games during this. He's been a real trooper. Uh, we're all very excited for him. Unfortunately, from there, it gets less exciting as far as injuries go. 
Uh, out in Arizona, running back Kenyon Drake left the game with an ankle injury. He's going to miss, quote, a few weeks. They're saying it's a small partial ligament tear in his ankle. To me, that doesn't sound great. Definitely not going to see him this week, probably for another two or three weeks. Out in Seattle, the revolving door at running back continues. Uh, this week, Chris Carson was the uh, unfortunate recipient of a new injury. He sprained his foot. They're saying it's a midfoot sprain. It's not terrible, but it's certainly going to slow him down a little bit. Unlikely we see him this week. We mentioned uh, a little bit briefly here at the top of the show, Andy Dalton uh, it was knocked out of the game against Washington last week with a really brutal, dirty hit. Uh, he is in the concussion protocol, shockingly, for how long he spent behind a terrible Cincinnati offensive line. This is the first concussion of his career. Um, I was very surprised to learn that, so good for him. He's pretty resilient, and uh, it doesn't look like he's going to play this week. That could always change late in the week. Uh, So more than likely, under center is going to be the James Madison University alum, Ben DiNucci, which means we could be getting a clash of the Division AA Titans uh, with Old North Dakota State Carson Wentz and Ben DiNucci uh, in primetime, which I'm sure is exactly how schedule makers screw it up. (laughs) I'm sure this is what everyone's been waiting for. So, you know, gamble accordingly (laughs) out in Cleveland. Uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Is, yeah, uh, he is. He is very cheap in DFS. I can assure you of that. Um, maybe, maybe if you're feeling risky, it's a terrible defense he's going against. Um, out in Cleveland, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is done for the year. He tore his ACL. He was actually the one to break the news. Started texting reporters about it in true Odell Beckham Jr. fashion. In Cincinnati, running back Joe Mixon is considered week to week with a foot injury. Um, it's going to go down to the wire each week whether or not he plays. We're all day-to-day, Joe Mixon's week-to-week. Uh, Washington lost another defender this week, not to suspension for an Andy Dalton hit, uh, but actually Landon Collins tore his Achilles tendon. He's going to be done for the year. So uh, they're losing some big-name uh, defenders pretty much every week, which is unfortunate the for them. The former Giants. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems – it was kind of like uh, Sam Bradford got injured everywhere he went the first time. It's a very similar thing. Um, Cleveland tight end Austin Hooper did not play Sunday after a midweek emergency appendectomy. He is pretty questionable for this week. Doesn't look like he's going to be under center. Uh, I would imagine it's probably a little tough to run around and get tackled after having your appendix out, but I wouldn't know, thankfully. The Eagles lost wide receiver Deshaun Jackson roughly 10 or 15 minutes after he started playing uh, in Thursday night's game. As anyone who's listened all season long, I told you Deshaun shows up strictly on money-making games. That includes prime time. And the second he got knocked out of the game, I got about six text messages simultaneously, Sherpa included, (laughs) being like, oh, there he goes. Um, The one unfortunate thing, he was put on IR. Uh, Ironically, he actually volunteered to go return that punt that ultimately ended his season. Um, So Deshaun being Deshaun. Sorry to Eagles fans, but, like, kind of all slow is coming. Out in Denver, running back Philip Lindsay is dealing with a concussion. He was knocked out of the game Sunday. He's still in the protocol. Not looking great for him this week, but he could always rally midweek. We're hoping for that. In Green Bay, running back Aaron Jones was a late scratch Sunday. Uh, their training staff is historically very conservative with injuries. His calf is not 100%, so he's questionable going into this week, but it looks like he's got a pretty good chance to play. Um, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas was also a surprise uh to not be playing on Sunday. 
he is considered a long shot for this week, still dealing with that high ankle sprain. It looks like things were moving along fine. Maybe he's had some kind of setback, but it doesn't look great for him this week. In uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers tight end Virgil Green is going to miss several weeks with an ankle injury. The fact that it's not in a million pieces because that was a, a brutal-looking injury. A lot of guys got hurt catching touchdown passes this week. He was one of them, uh, but we won't see him for a while, which is a shame he's having a nice day. In San Francisco, running back Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, another guy who got hurt scoring a touchdown, is likely out multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain. It looks pretty rough. Uh, they also lost wide receiver Debo Samuel. He's going to be out at least two weeks with a hamstring injury. He was literally just back the last two weeks, uh, and he's back on the shelf again. They are hoping that running back Tevin Coleman is going to return from his knee injury this week. That's certainly going to not be decided until later this week, but cautiously optimistic there they certainly need somebody to play running back uh cam newton was benched for ineffectiveness on sunday things don't seem to be going great for the patriots they're on a losing streak they're extremely unfamiliar with uh and i'm not sure it's going to get a whole lot better this week but if he's in your starting lineup i would perhaps think about having a plan b there in Carolina, running back Christian McCaffrey still trying to return from that high ankle sprain. He is, quote, a long shot to play this week. Uh, so it looks like another week until he's back in the fold. Um, also, wide receiver D.D. Westbrook likely has a torn ACL. Uh, that knee injury was actually so bad, CBS wouldn't show replays of it, and they showed about 400 of Dak Prescott just getting his ankle. So not a good sign for him. As we talked about at the top of the show, Des Bryant was signed to the Ravens practice squad today. Colin Kaepernick be far behind. Maybe he's coming to Dallas. I don't know, but uh, Antonio Brown is officially a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He signed his contract after Tom Brady campaigned the last several months, though the Buccaneers are saying it was definitely not his call. We all know the real story there. Unfortunately, the Buccaneers did lose wide receiver Chris Godwin again. Uh, he fractured his left index finger in the game on Sunday. He had surgery on Tuesday. It's still today. Yes. <laughs> He is going to be out this week, but it looks like he's planning on playing week nine. So maybe he's not out for too long. Uh, a, a weird story this week, late in the week, the Buffalo Bills lost pretty much their entire tight end and all of the coaches that were in the tight end meeting that they had on Friday after Dawson Knox tested positive for COVID. Um, really the only one who escaped unscathed was tight end Tyler Croft because his wife had a baby overnight Thursday night and he was at the hospital. So he did not make that meeting. He didn't get to practice till later in the day, which actually kept him from getting coronavirus. So I, I thought it was funny. His wife tweeted out that the baby was really the MVP and I'm with her on that. So Dawson Knox should not be in your fantasy lineup right now. Still, still positive for the COVID. Not great. You got to be out at least 10 days. If you don't have symptoms, if symptoms is longer than that, but I digress. Uh, it looks like Minnesota's going to get running back Dalvin Cook back from that groin injury. Having that bye week to heal up certainly seemed to help. So barring a setback, he should be playing this week. In Atlanta, wide receiver Julio Jones and Russell Gage were both limited at practice today. Jones is dealing with hip or hamstring injury, depending who you ask, and Russell Gage is dealing with a shoulder injury. Looks like they're both on track to play on Thursday night. It looks like Eagles may uh, get running back Miles Sanders back this week. He was out with a knee injury. That's going to go down until later in the week. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is always a possibility. He may show back up from his foot injury. You never really know. He also could get could, could get traded before Sunday. So uh, I certainly wouldn't be starting him, but if you're feeling risky, get crazy. 
They will not be getting tight end Dallas Goddard back uh, this week, despite the fact that he's eligible to come off IR, or was last week. He's targeting a Week 10 return from that ankle injury. So Richard Rodgers is still tight end one out in Philadelphia. Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder is very questionable going into this week with a groin injury. Not looking great unless he really rallies late in the week here. Um, the Saints were also without wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders last week after he tested positive for COVID as well. He is unlikely to play this week, but there is a chance. Like I said, if you don't have symptoms, you can get back on the field in 10 days. So it would be the very edge of that 10 days. As long as he does not display any symptoms between now and Sunday, he could be on the field. Uh, 49ers, uh, like I said, they're hopeful to have Tevin Coleman back. They've still got a couple of guys on IR, um, but it doesn't look like anyone else is going to be back this week. So fingers crossed they get somebody healthy. Giants running back Devontae Freeman left the game with an ankle injury. He was limited at practice today. He's questionable going into the weekend. Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson uh, is dealing with an ankle injury. He's very optimistic. He says he's fine and looks like he's going to be good to go this week. Patriots also likely going to be without uh, wide receiver Camille Henry. He's he's dealing with a concussion as well as Jets wide receiver Brashad Perriman. They're both in the concussion protocol, so you'll certainly have to have a plan B in your lineup for either of those guys. And Denver wide receiver Tim Patrick, who's been having a nice couple of weeks, is questionable with a hamstring injury. So, Sherpa, what have you done in our long absence since I started talking about injuries? Well, first, you missed missed coach injury news. Coach injury news. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm so sorry that I did not give Pete Carroll his due. (laughs) I was thinking of Mike Nolan. Oh, also, it was actually a really tough week for coaches. I got to say. It, it's everybody's on everybody is is really on the injury report this week. You can't escape it. Well, wasn't Mike Nolan doing a Zoom call and he got hot sauce in his eye or something? Uh, yeah, he got, he got Tabasco sa- sauce in his eye on a Zoom call with reporters, which is uh, real embarrassing, but seems to be about par for the course for the Cowboys right now. Um, if you just Google Mike Nolan hot sauce, you can see the video in its entirety of him just just kind of falling apart. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure when we're in the middle of the pandemic, how you still have hot sauce on your hands when you're going somewhere, you should be washing your hands. But like decision-making in Dallas is really very questionable across the board. <laughs> well, speaking of questionable decision-making, while you were reading the injury report, I started a cult. I forced people to watch <laughs> Giants games against their will. I got arrested oh, for that. that. I went you? to trial. And I was sentenced to life in prison, but then I got out because the appeals court judge was a Giants fan. <laughs> well, you've really lived a life. I would imagine in the next couple of weeks you'll probably start writing your memoirs at this point. I mean, you've got uh, enough for it. Maybe I'll write those next show. During the Maybe. Uh, the way things are going, we might just have our own, like, satellite show just for injuries and then maybe a second show to actually get to the meat. Of- off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going solo after 11 years on this shoe. Oh, God. <clears throat> I'm going to need to hydrate better, I think. <laughs> yeah, just watch your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Just try to stay away from hot sauce, at least on uh, on show days. The other days of the week, I'll be out right now. Okay. So we've so, got some um, holes to fill. Waiver, <laughs> waiver wire wise. It's a mouthful, but I'll say it again. Waiver wire wise. Running back, it looks like I was a week hasty on Jamichael Hasty, but he would be at the top of my list this week, given J. 
Jeff Wilson's injury and some of the other, you know, Tevin Coleman's uh, questionable status. And so Jamichael Hasty has uh, gone from being practice squad hero to being your uh, starting running back for the 49ers in the span of about three weeks. But, hey, that's uh, the NFL in, in the 2020 season. That's, biz- that's showbiz, so, baby. <laughs> it is. One day you're you're – you're a supporting actor or actress, and the next day you're a star, so maybe this will be his chance. Um, speaking of go. people that have gotten a chance and then uh, inexplicably have lost that chance, Malcolm Brown, also out there in a yeah. lot of leagues, uh, he and Daryl Henderson seem to you know, play hot potato with their running back lead role, and I think Cam Akers is also back this week to make things even more interesting. So actually Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers both on my list. Uh, Zach Moss with Green Bay and um, Jamal Edwards um, would um, be the you know, guy there. Um, excuse me, um, Jamal Williams would be the guy there to be the starter, but uh, it's, it's conceivable that uh, that AJ Dillon might uh, get some st- um, some play this week. Uh, Zach Moss <coughs> for Buffalo. Joshua Kelly for the Chargers, Gus Edwards, who seems to have leapfrogged uh, J.K. Dobbins um, for the yeah. backup spot in Baltimore, and then uh, Michael P. Ryan um, for the Jets, and what figures to be uh, a lot of garbage time uh, against the Chiefs this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this could be Jamichael Hasty's week, you know? Uh, if, if not now, when? Yeah, I I'm just, um, I've been burned a couple times. You're not burned, but, you know, I've plugged him into lineups expecting a big bang and just gotten, you know, a little bit less than that. He, he's okay as a flex player the last couple of weeks, but, you know, he's waiting for that breakout where he has you know, 15 or 20 points in a matchup and, and uh, helps push you uh, into the win column, but we'll see. Uh, wide yeah. receiver, any um, any other wide, any other running backs you want to add to the list? No, no, I think you, I think you hit them all. I'm feeling pretty good about your list. Okay, on to wide receivers. Uh, Brendan Ayuk is still out there in a lot of leagues, and uh, with Debo Samuel back on the the hurt list, um, it, his path is clear for him to have a big week, especially against Seattle's poorest pass defense. Corey Davis with Tennessee um, seems to be rounding into shape. Nice matchup against Cincinnati's defense this week. Sterling Shepard, Cole Beasley, McCole Hardman, Rashad Higgins, who figures to be the beneficiary of Odell Beckham Jr.'s absence. Preston Williams, uh, it's two a time. We'll see if that can uh, help any of the wide receivers. Preston Williams, I mentioned uh, Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar, who seems to be uh, holding on to more stuff uh, than he did inexplicably you know, when he was with uh, Philadelphia, Scotty Miller, yeah. Greg Ward. And I would say if you're 5-2 and two or better and have room on your bench, go ahead and stash Antonio Brown. He's not going to be helping you this week, but uh, maybe as soon as next week. And for him, it's too bad he's not uh, going to be there this week because the Giants' defense would uh, welcome him back with open arms and miss It tackles, would be a nice welcome <laughs> but, uh, unfortunately for Tom Brady and for Antonio Brown, you've got to wait another week. But again, if you don't, absolutely, if you're not in dire straits uh, for a win this week, or if you're happy with your 
starting lineup and uh, looking to upgrade your bench a little bit, uh, Antonio Brown might not be a bad play. Yeah, I think he's a – clearly Tom Brady wants him there. They had chemistry. Antonio Brown's just an idiot and he couldn't stay in the league, which maybe he'll figure it out now. Maybe he's got the help he needs. I, I don't know. Um, but to me, I, this kind of feels like Tom Brady really just doesn't feel like Mike Evans is his guy. Like, clearly likes Chris Godwin, but he can't stay healthy. Advocating to bring in his guys, Gronk and, and Antonio Brown. And I just – I feel like Mike Evans is just going to get the short end of the stick here, and I'm a little worried about that. How strange would it be if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who everybody thought were going to be their 1-1-A at the beginning of the season, end up getting you know, supplanted yeah. by Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller? Stranger things have oh, happened. Man. Yeah, yeah. All right. As a Cowboys Any fan, wide receivers to add to the pile? <laughs> no, I mean, I think Greg Ward is very interesting. Uh, he, he and Travis Fulgham have really caught everything coming their way. Um, I'm I'm very interested in Preston Williams. I think Tua will be all right if he can get through the next two weeks. Um, it's a big if, but I like I like the idea of keeping Preston Williams on a roster if you've got a spot. If you had to choose between Preston Williams and Antonio Brown for a spot at the end of your bench, who are you going with? <sighs> Today I might go Preston Williams. I think I'm a little a little higher on Tua. Tom Brady's great, think, but there's uh, a lot of weapons there. Yeah, I, I think the upside's a little bit higher with Antonio Brown, but maybe you're right. There's less competition for passes there, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, with um, with uh, Devonte Parker injured, is always you know, who knows. Literally the, always. Uh, cool. Quarterback-wise, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, love him against Atlanta this week, home game. <laughs> so he's he's there. Uh, Baker Mayfield seems to have um, uh, rounded back into shape the last couple weeks. Got a nice matchup against Las Vegas' defense. Jimmy Garoppolo, I know that'll be uh, nails on a chalkboard for you, but going up oh. against Seattle's defense, I'm not guaranteeing you have the kind of success that Kyler Murray had, but uh, – or or Dak Prescott, for that matter, just to rub salt in the wounds. But you know, he's there for the taking, and uh, depending on bye weeks and matchups, uh, he might be a nice pickup. Uh, Derek Carr going against Cleveland. Kirk Cousins at Green Bay. Tua, um, home debut against uh, the – well, actually not his home debut. He played against the Jets a couple weeks ago yeah. in mop-up. Time his home starting his debut? Debut as a starter, or just the yeah. starting debut, yes. Um, there you go. So he's, he's got that going on against the Rams, although that's a tough matchup. Sam Darnold figures to get a lot of garbage time points against Kansas City. Nick Foles against New Orleans. Drew Locke against the Chargers. And uh, Daniel Jones against Tampa Bay. Those are the quarterbacks I'd be looking to this week if I had to stream somebody. Any edits to the list on your end? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Um Pretty much, I I think Ben DiNucci is very interesting if you're very desperate. Um, he is a good quarterback. That offense is a hot mess. Philly's defense can give up points. I just I just don't know what will happen there. Um, but it's it's tough out there, man. I obviously I love Teddy Bridgewater. I can never ever endorse Jimmy Garoppolo. I just can't do it. Um, but I think Tua is going to be interesting. I'm I'm very excited to see how Tua plays a whole game. 
Yeah, I just think that's a tough spot to make your debut as a starting quarterback very, against. Very tough spot. Yeah. It was not Rams. what I would have done if I were the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, It'd probably be. You know, what was it, Sam Darnold last year, the one game where he was seeing ghosts? He said, uh, "Yeah, I think that yep. Tua might be seeing Aaron Donald in his sleep." But uh, we'll see. I'm, I, if I were him, I'd already be having nightmares about Aaron Donald. Already. <laughs> so maybe he'll buy all his offensive linemen watches and give it to him conditional presents on Friday and take them there back. There you go. Say, There's a thought. If I don't get sacked, <laughs> we'll upgrade this. <laughs> oh, God. So, well, all right. I, we'll see on the tight end. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fun. Uh, Richard Rodgers is at the top of my tight end list for this week. Mm-hmm. Ian Thomas, uh, again, playing the Carolina ticket. Eric Ebron going against Baltimore defense. Tough assignment, but Pittsburgh's offense moved the ball against Tennessee. So why not Baltimore? Uh, Trey Burton showing signs of life. Uh, Gerald Everett, Harrison Bryant, and Chris Herndon rounding out my list of desperation dart throws at tight end. <laughs> I like Harrison Bryan a lot for desperation purposes. Um, I think obviously out of the list, I think Richard Rogers is probably the one to have just because he's going to have the job at least two more weeks. So if you're looking for something a little more of a stopgap, um, Mike Gesicki, if he's out in the world, he's out there in like 40% of leagues still, please go pick him up. Um, but Harrison Bryan, I think if you're looking for somebody just for this week, um, and as long as it's something you can you can afford that maybe last minute he might not play. I, he had a nice week last week, and I think he could again this week. I like the matchup for him. Okay, and then as far as defenses go, there's really very little out there, which is you know, saying two things. One, I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games this week. Yes. And two, I don't think any of the defenses that haven't done well this year have a good matchup. I might consider picking up the Lions if I had to stream somebody this week against Indianapolis, but you know, that's a desperation play, even though they're at home. I, hopefully you don't have to do that. Yeah, it's, like you said, I think, I, I don't think there are any low-scoring dud games here. I think there's enough games that will be potentially blowouts one way or the other that the Chiefs, they're going to have to throw um, them put a point. Already owned. Yeah, it's if you're you're already five and two or better and you need uh if you want to think ahead to the playoffs like week 13 through 15 just go see who the jets are playing and then uh, pick them up and it's not the worst idea i think i had a team i didn't even play defense on last week to be honest yeah (laughs) i have one dynasty league i'm in where you're not allowed to uh you know, you can only pick up one thing a week, and I had you know, like a bunch of position players out, and a, you know that I needed to upgrade on the bench, and then a defense that was on by, and so the defense got the short shrift. And fortunately, I still yeah. ended up winning that matchup. But uh, no thanks go. to my defense. <laughs> maybe this will be the week. <laughs> oh, and maybe I forgot to mention when you were doing the injury report that blew the kitten is on IR this week yeah. after. Some, surgery that went successfully, but uh, maybe out again oh. next week, but hopefully he'll be back with us for week two. Oh, no. We're sending all our, our good thoughts to Blue the Kitten. He's going to have to be back to make yeah. picks. We're going to need him for the holiday push. <laughs> well, he'll definitely be here for the holiday push, but 
might not be Tell back. Tell him bye weeks from here, days, man. So. We need him. <laughs> well, he's uh, doing the cone drill right now, but... Uh, oh, poor little guy. Different kind he's of cone. Pissed. Yeah. So Blue the Kitten is week to week. We'll add him to the injury report. <laughs> yeah, just don't forget that next week. I won't. I'm a, he's going to be the top of it. Ron Rivera beat cancer this week. Next week, Blue the Kitten, questionable return. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> shall we do uh, some position recommendations? Do you want to start us off yeah. this week as running back? Uh, for me, at the top of my list, and hopefully the top of everybody's list, uh, Derrick Henry, great matchup this week. Yeah. Despite the fact that uh, the Steelers seemed to figure out the one way to stop Derrick Henry was to convert third downs. That worked out really well for him. I don't see the Bengals being able to do that. So I'm feeling a lot better about his upside this week. Yeah. <laughs> at two, I've got Alvin Kamara. Uh, three, Kareem Hunt, I think, is poised for a very nice game this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook making his return at number four. And Aaron Jones, as long as he plays, which it looks like he will, running out my top five. Mike Davis in Carolina, who's got another week of being the man. Josh Jacobs, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, all the way down at eight on my list. Joe Mixon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running out my top ten. Okay, our We've got six overlaps. I also have Derrick Henry at the top of my list. Kareem Hunt, second. That is pretty good. Josh Jacobs, third. Alvin Kamara, four. Mike Davis, five. So we have the same top five, just in slightly different order. Uh, Jamichael Hasty is uh, on my list um, at, I guess, at six. And then uh, I'm going to put DeAndre Swift on the list at uh, seven. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, eight. Boston Scott, nine. And, uh, Ronald Jones rounding out my top 10, and I'm going to give some honorable mentions here, and those will go to Daryl Henderson, Joshua Kelly, Malcolm Brown, and uh, Jamal Williams if he's the starter. I do I do very begrudgingly have Boston Scott just outside my top 10. I don't like it, but here we are. <laughs> okay. uh, on the top of my avoid list on your bottom is uh, the – the stars of the list are the New England backfield, essentially. James White, Rex Burkhead, I am not really liking a lot about New England this week, particularly their run game. Uh, also, Alexander Madison checking in here. J.K. Dobbins, uh, Zach Moss out in Buffalo, Frank Gore, Giovanni Bernard, Matt Breida, Corey Clement, and Tony Pollard. Right. My rather abbreviated list has Ezekiel Elliott at the top of it, which probably won't make you happy, yeah. but hopefully it doesn't surprise you too much. Wayne Gallman, number two, Damian Harris, three, Michael Pirine, four, Frank Gore, five, Miles Gaskin, six, and David Montgomery is seventh, rounding out my abbreviated top ten list. There are a lot of injuries. It's hard to come up with ten. You you don't want to start. There's just really not that many healthy people. (laughs) And, again, I'm trying to limit my list to people that you might actually consider starting, so I'm not going to tell somebody not to start Alfred Morris if he's still on the Giants practice squad or whatever. But. I sure hope you're not. Sure hope. If you are, please write into us. Let us know what's going on in your world. <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd have to be Hello. the deepest fan of Dynasty Leagues to have him on your team. So. Very aggressive. A very aggressive play. Yeah. So, um, wide receivers? Yeah. Yeah, you want to start? All right. Sure. Um, I'll put Tyreek Hill at the top of my list, Devontae Adams, two, uh, Mike Evans, in spite of my better judgment, three. I think Tom Brady will hopefully <laughs> look his way this week. 
uh, Corey Davis, uh, Robert Woods, five, Brandon Ayuk, six, DJ Moore, seven, Cooper Cup, eight, Robbie Anderson, nine, and Travis Fulgham rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Rashad Higgins, Hunter Renfro, and Nelson Aguilar. Okay, we got a little bit of overlap. Um, I've got Devontae Adams at the top of my list. Uh, he just had an unreal game last week. I don't think Minnesota is going to do all that much to slow it down. Uh, Keenan Allen at two for me. Uh, number three, DJ, DK Metcalf. Uh, four, Allen Robinson, II. And running on my top five, Tyler Lockett. I think the Seattle offense is going to have a real nice day. Julio Jones checking in at six. Tyreek Hill at seven. Uh, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, and A.J. Brown rounding out my top ten. Speaking of A.J. Brown, his teammate, D.K. Metcalf, really, that was a weird Sunday night uh, performance. It was you know, very strange. He had more yards chasing after opposing, after Buda Baker than he did in receptions. I think he had one reception for 17 yards and tried to throw yeah, deep to him. But he was on every Patrick, highlight uh, for running running down Buda Baker, who was mic'd up and hysterical during that game. Yeah. But, uh, I would anyway, like to see him race just, like a tiger or Usain Bolt or something very fast, maybe a car. I don't know. But I would I would watch him about run Buda against Baker or DK Metcalf. DK, maybe both of them, honestly. <laughs> race Leon Lett. Oh, there Leon you go. <laughs> just put a bouncing football in front of him. He'll go. Ugh. When I was this in high school, I ran on the track time. team, and when – our team was up by a lot of points going into the last event. We always practiced bad sportsmanship. So instead of running our usual four by 400 relay team out there, we'd put a bunch of shot putters and javelin throwers out to do the four by 400. So. Oh, oh, that's tough. I can't imagine those were the fastest times anybody was putting up. And you had to be pissed if you Some ended up behind those swift, guys. But it it probably mm-hmm. was not something I would have done if I had been the coach, but uh, anyway, I wasn't the coach, so <laughs> that's what our coach chose to do. Seemed a little bit uh, seemed a little bit gloating if you yeah, put these guys bit. in that could run half as fast as the opposition, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that'd be something to okay. see, though. Yeah, it, it was it was amusing. Um, Let's see. Uh, Quarterback-wise, I'll put Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list this week. Oh wait, wait, wait! We gotta, we gotta avoid some players. We gotta avoid some wide receivers. Oh, do I? Is it my avoids? I didn't avoid my wide receivers. Okay. I have, we haven't Cooper, avoided Michael any wide Gallup. receivers. Oh, you didn't do yours either. Okay. No, we're just Sorry, letting everybody play. Out we can't have that. Just, oh man, <laughs> you're, you're letting the shop book go on. Come on. Shop here. <laughs> I gotta get it together. You might have to put me on IR. Where's Blue the kitten? With blue. <laughs> I'll be in the tent getting oxygen while he's looking oh, at me geez. with his, uh, his, his cone on. His cone of shame. All right. Oh, so, oh, wide receiver wise, who do you want to avoid? Still there? Are you looking to avoid this week? You there? <laughs> yeah, I was just asking you the same thing. I okay. All right. Well, 
I got gotcha. you. I'm, I've first. got Jamison Crowder at the top of my list. Whether or not he plays, I don't want any part of it. I know that I know the thought process is put the wide receiver out for garbage time, but like I don't even think there's enough there, and I'm not convinced he'll stay on the field the whole game. Also looking to avoid C.D. Lamb um, because I'm not entirely sure a that Andy Dalton knows who he is doesn't seem to, and uh, b that he and Ben DiNucci are going to get it together. Uh, I don't know if a rookie quarterback can get down to a third read, but we'll see. Prove me wrong. Uh, Darius Slayton, also on my avoid list this week, as well as Corey Davis. I think that you and I may be our flip-flop on who we think the best Tennessee receiver is this week. T.Y. Hilton, John Brown, uh, Mike Williams, Julian Edelman, Scotty Miller, and Rashad Higgins all avoid this week. We're using your theory about uh, backup quarterbacks. Maybe you should start Cedric Wilson this week. I'm not mad about it, but just the Cowboys are a mess. Just a mess. All right. Well, you'll be happy to know all three Cowboys starting wide receivers are at the top of my list. Everybody. That would be Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. He has the zero catches against the football team and uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, Allen Robinson also on mine. Uh, Darius Slayton, Anthony Miller, Nikhil Harry, Denzel Mims. Preston Williams and Darnell Mooney rounding out my avoid list for wide receivers. There's some there's some admirable names on that avoid list this week. Oh, it's a mess. It's a real so, mess. Now can I do a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think now we can talk about who you like a quarterback. Who's at the top of your list uh, this week? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Take the shackles off. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Tom Brady. Jared Goff and Justin Herbert. I got through my quarterback list even faster than DK Metcalf would have. Oh, no, no, it's tough. We'll put you guys side by side next week. Uh, I've got Russell Wilson at the top of my list. Patrick Mahomes is like a 1A. Aaron Rodgers a 1B. Any of the three, you're going to have a good day. Lamar Jackson at four. And Tom Brady uh, rounding out my top five. I'm not sure he's going to throw two, but I think he's going to throw a lot. Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, and Derek Carr. Running out my top top ten. Okay. Oh, I forgot to give my um, uh, honorable mentions to Jimmy Garoppolo oh. and Carson Wentz. I think. I left Jimmy Garoppolo in purgatory. I wanted to throw him on the avoid list, but I resisted. You can't. Even you couldn't do that. No, nope, it's hard to justify. Seattle is starting like insurance speak. salesmen at defense now. <sighs> <laughs> You haven't gotten down to actuaries uh, yet. But, yeah. No, your time is coming. There's still a lot of weeks left in the season. <laughs> That's true. Maybe next week, but only if you got that track background. You're ready. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cam Newton at the top of my avoid list for quarterback. Sam Darnold. Tua Tagovailoa. Excuse me, Vailoa. I'll say it right before the end of the season. I promise. Too long. San Antonio Holmes. Philip Rivers. Drew Locke. Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and Daniel Jones all on my quarterback avoid list this week. Who's, who's on yours? Cam Newton, number one with a bullet. Uh, Jared Goff's on my avoid list. Matt Stafford, uh, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers, pretty much anybody who plays quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, Tua, unfortunately, also making the list. Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, et al. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. How about uh, a lot of points, tight end to – oh, you know what? I forgot to mention something with wide receivers. Uh, Marquez Callaway, we were talking mm-hmm. about him. He was somebody that ordinarily I would have recommended off the waiver wire, but seeing as how he got hurt in the game where he was, I would say a star is born, but maybe now a star is on the bench again. Yeah. Poor guy. Maybe in Dynasty. I, I happen to have him on a Dynasty team, which is probably why I was looking into him than most people. But pardon? Yeah. I, that Dynasty could work might out. Work a Dynasty out, League, yeah. I, Dynasty I, might even be in Dynasty, I won't be starting him this week with my sorry wide receiver core. He, he still won't make the cut. Oh, poor guy. We'll send him a fruit basket or okay. something. Like a, a nice edible arrangement. All right. All right. <laughs> Can you give me the new Mike Gesicki? There's our transition into tight end. We we spent so long recommending that you not start Mike Gesicki, and he finally finally found his time. So maybe maybe that's what'll happen to him in the future. You can always dream. Hopefully, he and Tua have good chemistry, but we'll see. Yeah, we're gonna find out. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. But who are you liking a tight end this week? Um, why don't you take him first? I think I went first right. on I, uh, the back. I've got, I've got George Kittle at the top of my list. Happy is healthy, at least healthy-ish, and a great matchup this week. At two, Darren Waller. Couldn't love this more. Travis Kelsey checking in at three. Also a very juicy matchup there. Mark Andrews and Johnny Smith in my top five. Gronk all the way up to six this week. Hunter Henry, Noah Font, who's uh, looking like he's getting over that ankle injury. Uh, Jimmy Graham and TJ Hawkinson rounding out the top 10. Checking in for the first time, I think, this season, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, congratulations, TJ. Um, yeah. I've got yeah. Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. We should send him uh, some kind of a, a sticker or something maybe to wear during the game. On his helmet. We should start sending out helmet George... stickers. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> That's right. Market our show with helmet stickers. Uh, George Kittle. Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Ian Thomas, Richard Rogers, Robert Tanyan, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, Harrison Bryant rounding out my top ten. Drew Sample and Gerald Everett uh, filling in for Tyler Higby are uh, honorable mentions for me. I've got Richard Rogers at the top of my avoid list this week. Uh, Drew Sample also on my avoid list. Jared Cook, Dalton Schultz, Robert Toyan, Trey Burton, Greg Olson, Tyler Higby, Harrison Bryant, and... Irv Smith Jr. in Minnesota. Hey, um, sorry, but I have Mike Basicki on my avoid list. Evan Ingram, Jimmy Graham, Dalton Schultz, and Chris Landon. <laughs> um, and I didn't have any dishonorable oh. mentions this week. Oh, Ow. I'm on defense wow. but I don't have any. Oh yeah, well. So. <laughs> the tears, the All tears right. for fears are coming. <laughs> here's, the, here's the tears. If you're uh, top tier this week, Kansas City, Philly, and Tampa Bay. Middle tier, Buffalo, Rams, and New Orleans. And uh, tier after that, Carolina. Those are the only defenses that I would recommend this week. Um, I'm sure in the 12-team league you might not have one of them, but uh, let's see what uh, else is out there after we go through our game predictions. Yeah, or you could, you know, just not start one. That seemed to work out okay for us last week. Uh, I'm sorry to defenses everywhere. Um, I have, uh, I went with a historical traditional 10. I've got Tampa Bay, uh, Kansas City, Eagles checking in at three, uh, Rams, Bills, Chargers, Colts, 
Titans, Saints, and the Steelers. Top ten this week. My avoid list has the Jets at the top of it, Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Las Vegas in the next tier, and then final tier, Atlanta, Tennessee, Cleveland, Miami, Denver, Seattle, the Giants, and Dallas. So those are your defensive tiers for this week. Yes, that's something else on my list. Uh, I've got Cleveland, Seattle, uh, the Dolphins, Patriots, Bears, the aforementioned Cowboys, Broncos, Jets, 49ers, and the Bengals. All right. Somehow I've really managed time badly for this show, and we're down to just 15 minutes for game picks. We got this. I'm not worried. But we We got this. Yeah. Yeah. So – Starting the two-minute drill, first game up Thursday night, Carolina hosting Atlanta. Teddy Bridgewater against Matt Ryan should be a good show. I just think Carolina has a little more defense than Atlanta does, so I'm going to pick them to win this game 31-24. I actually have the exact same score, taking Carolina to win. Obviously, I'm never going to pick the Falcons to win. I'm done. I've been burned too many times. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a superior uh, offensive machine here. Him and Mike Davis, it's going to be a good day. Play all of them. Stack, stack your Panthers coming for your daily fantasy picks this week. Blue endorses your picks, even though he's not with us. Yes. Um, yes. Buffalo hosting <laughs> the Patriots. Um, I, you know, Patriots I are a mess. I'm not sure who's going to be starting. I don't think it's going to okay. get better this week. I know they're a trendy upset pick, but uh, not in my book. So I'm going to go with <laughs> Buffalo to win this by a touchdown. I'll take the Josh Allen. 27 over the whomever's 20. Okay, we're close. I've got Buffalo with 30 points and New England 23. So, again, uh, I think it's Buffalo the whole way. Bill Belichick can, you know, pull shenanigans and throw whatever trick plays out there. But without a real quarterback and the fact that Julian Edelman doesn't actually seem to be speaking to Cam Newton, I think there are bigger problems there. Well, if Julian Edelman was a college quarterback, maybe they should just put him in. Just wildcats. Actually, not the worst idea. I I like that a lot more than pretty much any other option right now. So I'm all in. Julian Edelman for QB1. Let's do this. We'll put that on the helmet sticker, too. See if we can get uh, some of the Bills to wear that. Okay. Let's do it. Next up, we've got (laughs) Green Bay off their bye hosting Minnesota. Much as I like to pick Minnesota, there's just no way. I'll pick uh, Aaron yep. Rodgers, and and uh, regardless of who the starting running back is, I'll pick uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and crew 34, Minnesota 24. Yeah, even with Dalvin Cook back, you still have to throw, and that's that's your kryptonite is Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers clearly still has a lot to prove. He's a little cranky. I wouldn't want to play him that way. Uh, I've got Green Bay winning 33-21. Okay, moving right along. Kansas City hosting the Trevor Lawrence's future team, the New York Jets. You're 0-16 to be. Actually, they'll probably win a game or two, but not this week. Also um, worth noting, Trevor Kansas- Lawrence said uh, said yesterday in an interview he's not entirely sure he's going to the draft. He said, we'll see what can happen. He's looking at the landscape and being like, yeah, you know, maybe not. Maybe I'm all set. Might go back to college for another year. Have to see I mean, if, they, if they had to uh, toss Aaron Gates first, maybe he'd consider it, depending <laughs> on who they brought in. But I can't you imagine any quarterback. Uh, it didn't I'll get better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Justin, I don't know. That would be funny if both Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence 
decided to return for their senior year because yeah, you know, they're they like, yeah, you know, we're okay. Adam Gase we're okay. One. Yeah, we're we're good. We'll, we'll risk uh, getting COVID <laughs> and getting injured for another year. Yeah, I'm gonna go to a few more frat parties. You guys do your thing. <laughs> right, we're good. Thanks. We'll see you next oh, year. Only the Jets. All right. Um, so <laughs> Kansas City hosting the the, the Woe Beyond Jets. I'll I'll pick Kansas City by three touchdowns, thirty-eight seventeen. I I have less respect for the Jets. I have the, I have the Chiefs winning thirty five thirteen. I don't even think they can put together seventeen points. I, also, I just don't understand. Every week, I know I'm a broken record. How does Adam Gates still have a job? I just don't understand. Maybe after this week, you won't. Because you don't want to change horses in midstream on uh, Sam Darnold, it might stunt his development. And well, he's probably going to be haunted after this week anyway. So you know, can it really get worse? Perhaps. <laughs> No, 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 it can always get worse. Um, mm-hmm. Next game up is probably the most interesting game of the week, if not the highest scoring yeah. game, and that's Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Pittsburgh, last undefeated team in the NFL. I think they fall from the ranks this week. I'm going to pick Baltimore at home with uh, Lamar Jackson having a nice game, Gus Edwards, and who knows who else. Uh, maybe even Dez makes a surprise appearance, but I'll go with Baltimore oh, by a field great. goal. Ravens 27. Pittsburgh 24. Uh, I've got a very similar outcome. Eventually we are going to start disagreeing on games. I assure you of that. Uh, I have Baltimore winning this 30, 27. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, Both defenses are going to be good enough to slow down some of this scoring, but obviously this is really the must watch game of the, as I like to refer to them, the morning games. Yeah. Well, I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but I think it's December 3rd that, uh, Baltimore and Dallas play each other. So, in you know, in addition to being, I, I probably should, slaughter, I should like mentally be start a Des preparing for revenge this. game. Yeah, so, oh, uh, he's probably you might be want so to good. start stacking I mean, up on tissues or your paper product yeah. of choice there. Chocolate, I don't okay. know. Oh, oh. Yeah. not a bad idea. Oh, oh god. Maybe I'll do that after. The anyway, show. feel free to send send chocolate my way. I'm clearly going to need it. Be just just awful. Well, thank you for that downer. Let's talk about something that makes me a little happier, and that's the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> well, you can. We haven't talked about the Giants yet. We'll save the worst for last. But uh, Tennessee yeah. um, on the road against Cincinnati. I think they're going to bounce back, and I'll pick them to win this because Cincinnati seems incapable of stopping other teams in crunch time. So I'm going to pick uh, Tennessee 34 and uh, Cincinnati 31. As Joe Burrow continues to. Uh, struggle or he doesn't how is he still alive i don't understand he's my brother called me and spent 40 minutes while i'm working and he's he's a college baseball coach but so 40 minutes trying to have me fix his fantasy lineup telling me every trade that happened in the league and then trying to be like should i start joe burrow the rest of the season like he might not be alive the whole season this might not be the way to go but um his offensive line lets him get hit a lot. Unfortunately, I think that's going to happen a lot again this week. I have Tennessee winning thirty to twenty. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe if he can be eligible, maybe that's good for Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Tennessee all the way. All right. Um, Las Vegas at Cleveland. Like Las Vegas got burned by them last week, hosting Tampa Bay. Cleveland, they seem to have found their groove, especially at home. I'll go with Cleveland by a field goal in what I expect to be one of the more high-scoring games of the day. Cleveland 34, Las Vegas 31. 
This is going to be a very good game. I'm very excited about this one. Uh, I have the Raiders winning this on a very late field goal, 31-28. I think it's just strictly whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. Okay. Um, Moving right along, we've got the Rams traveling down to Miami. Uh, Surprise, surprise. I'm going to pick the Rams. I don't think it'll be particularly close. I hope. I hope he gets off to a nice start, but I uh, can't really see him winning this game. I'll go with uh, the Rams 31, Dolphins 20, and what's likely uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's uh, last game as a Dolphin before the Cowboys snap him up. Please become a Cowboy, please. I'll let Des Bryant score a 1,000 points on us. Please let Ryan Fitzpatrick be anybody. Um, I... I uh... I think Tua is going to be all right. I don't think he's going to be all right enough to win this game. I'd like to be wrong about that. The Rams uh, have shown, I mean, the Giants look good against them for, for a half. But uh, I think the Rams come in and they win 28-20. Tua's starting debut is probably going to be spoiled. Um, but I, I think he's going to hold his own. I, I'm getting, I've talked myself more into being into Tua as this week has gone on. I say that like it's not only just Tuesday, but, you know, I'm getting there. Is it intuition or what is it? That's, uh, I think it's intuition. That? Yes, yes. I okay. my my biggest concern is his hip. I just I know he's got hit a couple of times, but like we're not even a year out from his hip being dislocated. I just, I'd wait three more weeks to start him, but I didn't ask. Okay. Next yeah. up, uh, we've got Indianapolis at Detroit in the battle of uh, teams that I don't think are going to. Be uh, playing deep into January. I think no one going out on a limb there, but this one, Detroit, they seem to be getting their act together. And I'll go with them to win this one, uh, 27-24, as they uh, start looking forward to their Thanksgiving game. I have Detroit also winning 27-24, which means it's probably exactly what won't happen. Um, I just think that Detroit has a little better offense than people think it does, and I think it's enough to overpower uh, Philip Rivers. And I'm not I'm not really sure what's happening out there, but uh, I think Detroit just got a little bit more this week. Okay, next up in the late games, we have Denver hosting another uh, division rival. Fortunately for them this week, it's the Chargers rather than Chiefs. But I think the Chargers maybe last week was the start of a, a win streak. You know, they, you know, putting up points isn't going to be a problem for them. Keeping other teams off the board is a problem, but I'm not that impressed by Denver's offense, so I'm going to say that the Chargers take a road victory uh, 31-24, and hopefully it won't be snowing. Um, It was fun watching the first snow game of the season. Always a big fan of that. Um, That being said, I'm going to actually take Denver in a mini upset here. I think they win 28-27. I think this is going to be a good game, a competitive game. I think Drew Locke is going to get it together a little bit, and the Chargers defense is going to give up just enough to keep them in the game here. I'm taking Denver for a mini upset. Well, by only picking them by one point, you obviously don't think he's a lock. No, I don't. Also, I was terrified when he slid and he got hit last week. I was not sure he would still be a lock to play this week, but seems to be okay. Didn't go as well for Andy Dalton. Maybe they'll lock him up. All right. So next up, we've got (laughs) New Orleans at Chicago. It would be the Teddy Bridgewater revenge game if Teddy Bridgewater were still on the same like he was last season, but he's not. 
Uh, last week mm-hmm. or last season, uh, New Orleans went into Chicago and had an impressive road victory with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. This year, uh, Drew Brees is their quarterback in Chicago. I think that works out just as well for them. I'll pick uh, New Orleans on the road. Um, not, I think the wheels are going to start to come off for Chicago shortly here. I'll go uh, final score, New Orleans 27, Chicago 20. Um, things did not go as great for Chicago as I thought they might last week. Everyone's got to have a dud. Um, there was a graphic out this week about teams that – have five wins and pretty much in point differential, pretty much everyone was like extremely in the positive and the bears were actually in negative two point differential. Um, so they're getting there by smoke and mirrors. I think they're going to do it again this week. Despite the fact that Drew Brees has won the last four starts against the bears, despite the fact that, you know, they looked human last week, Drew Brees on the road is not the same Drew Brees at home. They are not as healthy as they should be. And I think Chicago's defense will be able to slow them down enough Nick Foles is going to sneak one out. When there's a will, there's a way, and I'm going Chicago 28-26. All right. Uh, next up, we've got um, Seattle back at home this week, but unfortunately for them, same defense. San Francisco yeah, you know, no they've proven that they can win on the road, and I think this is going to be Jamichael Hastings' week, as I said before. I think it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo's week, George Kittle's week, pretty much anybody that uh, you might want to start on their offense. I'll, Seattle will keep it close as they always um, do. Usually they win, but again, I think they're going to go down to uh, their second defeat in a row after starting um, you know, undefeated stretch. But I'll say San Francisco 31, Seattle 28. I've got Seattle winning 33-28, even though they don't have the 12th man at home. Uh, I think that they're going to regroup after taking the uh, the loss last week. I think they're going to bounce back. San Francisco is still a mess of injuries to Michael Hastings. Probably still going to have a great great game. There's a lot of fantasy points to be had on both sides of the ball here because neither defense is very good. But I think Russell Wilson is just a little bit better, and that will be the difference. Okay. Um, Philadelphia hosting Dallas in the Sunday night game. You know, Philly, <sighs> I'm still bitter about you know the Giants blowing an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter with six minutes left, but just I should take solace in the fact they even had a lead in the game. But anyway, uh, this week the opposition is arguably even worse for the Eagles. They're still at home. I'm going to, in spite of being banged up on the offensive line and not being very uh, good on defense, I'm going to say they have a nice linebacking core and defensive front, but the secondary is nothing to write home about. And they're getting a little healthier. uh, I'll I'll go with – Philadelphia to win this one thirty to seventeen and as the Everson Griffith last uh Cowboys start a new era. I've got Philadelphia winning thirty twenty one, which is like an optimistic twenty one. Um it's it's not great and this game has no business being in prime time. They should have flexed this out. Uh, but maybe people are excited about the division one AA matchup. You know, there are worse things out there. Okay. They're certainly better, though. Which game would you have wanted flexed into primetime, assuming that it had to be one of the late games? Uh, maybe, well, I guess you probably you just had Seattle last week. But I, I might have gone the, the San Francisco and uh, Seahawks game. Yeah, I, I think that's what I would have wanted to. I think it's funny. I think I read that all but one of the Sunday night games this season so far featured an uh, NFC West team. Of course, oh, yeah, previously it right. wasn't by last week it wasn't by design, but they had to move uh, 
Tampa Bay and Las Vegas. Right, you weren't, you weren't sure if uh, the Raiders were going to have an offensive line play. They might not be able to play. Right. Mm-hmm. So, which brings us to the, the the ultimate game of the week. Hashtag sarcasm. The Tampa Bay <laughs> going against the New York Giants. Tampa Bay, interesting little tidbit here. Tampa Bay won the NHL Stanley Cup this year. Los Angeles won the um, the NBA title, and now Tampa Bay and Los Angeles playing each other in the World Series. And the Rays are working on Los it right Angeles now. Los having the upper uh, edge there right now, but uh, I could see uh, Tampa Bay definitely being in the mix for the Super Bowl this year. Chargers uh, less likely than the Rams, but uh, it would be quite something if we end up with all uh, Tampa Bay and Los Angeles teams winning championships this year, but that's neither here nor there. That was just a sidetrack uh, so that I didn't have to talk about my uh, beloved Giants getting pummeled again. This time it's at home, and I'll say that they go down by two touchdowns. Final score, Tampa Bay 31, Giants 17. I got Tampa Bey winning 37-17. I don't – I'm sorry about your Giants, but you've got Tom Brady playing against you, and that – Historically, has not gone well unless you're Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. And just for any of those Tampa Bay fans out there, uh, they're currently winning one nothing against the Dodgers. If you're listening to the show in real time, uh, if not, obviously, I would hope you already knew what happened. But uh, so game picks, we will see who fares better. Obviously, we're hoping Blue will be on the mend and back with us picking games next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you're looking for some value picks in your daily fantasy leagues, uh, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, great price. Uh, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, both super under underpriced for the production you're going to get out of them this week. At wide receiver, A.J. Brown, who I'm very hyped on. T. Higgins, Hunter Renfro is through, like, highway robbery getting this guy this week. Uh, Kendrick Bourne in San Francisco and Preston Williams, who we talked about earlier. Running back, Kareem Hunt, I can't say enough about. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell, I think, are both very interesting plays. At tight end, Dalton Schultz, a little pricier, but, like, someone's got to catch football there. Johnny Smith, also a great play. Austin Hooper, if he plays, if not, Harrison Bryant is even cheaper. Go with those guys at defense. Uh, Cleveland and Miami, both good picks. If you're looking for stacks, and who's not? Uh, Tennessee, Cincinnati, the Raiders, and the Dolphins, all good plays this week. We'll be back with you next Tuesday night, of course, pending the election NFL night. still being on schedule. Yes. Uh, so election. hopefully the world is, is not law. burning down. Um, but yeah. we'll be back with you. Uh, from 8.30, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. If you need some more of us during the week, you have lineup questions, you just want to say, hey, we're always around. You can find us all over social media, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM6, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week, and good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.